Aloha, people of God. It's your brother, Mike Dillard, coming at you live and direct from Honolulu, Hawaii. Welcome to Fully Submitted with Brother Mike. Listen, today, man, ha, ha, ah, God is so good. God is so good. Have you ever experienced a moment where you weren't necessarily about to do something to exclaim God's goodness? You weren't necessarily thinking that you were going to, you know, go run and tell everybody, you know, like they say, go run, tell that right about about the goodness of God. You, you didn't have any notion of doing such a thing. It hadn't even entered in your mind nor into your heart. But suddenly a thought broke into your mind, something the Lord did for you. And you knew it was the Lord that did it for you. And you knew that without the Lord, that thing wouldn't happen or that deliverance wouldn't happen. Right. Come on now. And then when you stopped to meditate or well, we say you stop to think about it, the scripture would say you stop to meditate on God's goodness. When you took time out to meditate on God's goodness, on the goodness of the Lord. You were spurred into action. Right now, maybe maybe you've never <laughs> you've never been blessed enough to have that. I would I would like to think as this podcast is for mature Christians, you definitely at least had to happen at least one time in your relationship with the Lord. Probably many times. But even if you're a baby Christian, even still, because why? God, and by God, I mean the Lord Jesus Christ. God is that good. So anyway, here's a quick backstory, one of many. Y'all know I'm the man of a billion backstories, and I do have a title, and we are going to pray, but I'm just, oh God, I'm just like bubbling over with joy, and I just, I just got to. So I was, I reached a milestone in, in one of my companies, and you know, there was something I was really working hard. I was pushing towards, pushing towards, and I did it. I finished. Yeah. Now it feels like a big load was lifted off, but mentally, I'm just kind of done. I'm like, you know what? Okay, Lord, I'm going to take this day. I'm just going to take this as a rest day, right? Even though he and I both know, I'm still going to do some work on this day. That's, that's just how I am. That's how he's trained me to be, right? So I am still going to do some work. You know, even on an off day or a vacation day. But anyway, I was laying on the floor, you know, face down. I was worshiping him and I was just thinking. I was talking to him and thinking on some things. And then I just started remembering all of these things that the Lord has done for me and for my family over the years. You know, and it's still going on. You know why? Because that's his nature. So good, so good, so good. And as I laid there, and I'm sore from working out because I, I got back into the gym and I'm really hitting it hard. And I'm just kind of laying there, like thinking about him, kind of sore, like, oh, oh, my muscles, right? But then thinking about the goodness of God. Mm -mm -mm. Man, let me tell you, I got a surge of strength and excitement. I jumped up. I said, Lord, I'm making this podcast right now. Time to get suited up. Time to get dressed and uh, make this podcast because you're so good. You deserve the praise, right? You deserve that. So I just wanted to come on right quick and remind you and just talk about the Lord and his goodness. OK, this is not about God giving you stuff, although there's going to be a lot of that. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of that in this. But why does he, you know, in this message, but why does God give you things? He gives you things because he loves you. You can't earn it. You can't earn it. He does that because that's who he is. He loves you and he's kind towards you. Right. His goodness, his loving kindness towards you. Right. That's why he does it. Even when you are a hot mess and you living in sin, the Lord will still show up and he'll still bless you sometimes, which will confuse people and make them think that they are, you know, they living right. No, you ain't living right. 
You know you was in the club last night popping it and, and shaking it up and, you know, doing you know you ain't living right. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. Right. But the Lord is that good. And the Bible does say it rain. He it, it, it rains on the just and the unjust. Right. So from time to time, you know, even somebody that's not living right. Because the Lord is so merciful, because he's so good, because he's so kind, he will from time to time just blink, just bless you. Now, they don't acknowledge him about it, but he did it. He didn't do it to be acknowledged. He did it just because he loves them. Right. He did it just because he loves you. That's why he did it. That's his nature. So anyway, I'm going to go ahead and open up in prayer and then uh, I'm going to look. I'm like, I'm going to go ahead and open up in prayer. Almost six minutes into the talk, we're going to open up. Right. But that's OK. He's that good. He's that good. So I'm going to open up in prayer. Then I'm going to bless you. all with the title. Right. And then we're going to get in it. All right. All right. So here we go. Whoo, Father, thank you so much for this opportunity to stand united with my brothers and sisters across the globe as part of your family and celebrate you. You know, in America, we have Father's Day. It's one day in June. Father's Day, I think, is June 16th. But Father, every day in the body of Christ is Father's Day. Every day is Father's Day. Will we come and celebrate you and your goodness and what you've done in our lives through your son, Jesus? Yes. And through Holy Spirit, we come to celebrate you every day. And that's what this message is about, Father. And I, I just ask that you would forgive my sins, forgive the sins of my brothers and sisters that are listening in. And even for those that are not part of the family yet, and they just happen to stumble across this podcast for whatever reason, I ask that you forgive their sins too. Father God, I ask that you would help me by the power of the Holy Spirit to please give this message. And I pray for the power, the power, the power of the Holy Ghost that you would penetrate hearts, that you would penetrate the minds, almighty God. And you'd help them to kind of throw off whatever preconceived negative notions they have about you, or maybe they were expecting you to come through and you didn't come through yet. And, you know, they kind of started believing this negative hype, this false hype about you. Um, I just come against that right now in the name of Jesus. And Father, I pray you would burn it up by the Holy Ghost. Any, any of that negative thinking, uh, I just pray that you would go to the root, God, of the heart. And that you would deal with these matters, God. And that this word would be like a, a refreshing rain, God. A refreshing rain. And we've seen, I know I've seen, online where there are pictures of a desert. Or, you know, desert places like in Africa or whatever. It is clearly a desert. But when it finally rains, when it finally rains, what happens is it, it literally turns into an oasis full of flowers and all types of stuff that you just no one would have known was there because it looked like a desert. And Father, that's what I pray that this word would be today. You know, it's, it's nothing about a name it and claim it. None of that nonsense, Father. It's just I just ask that you would bless this word and that it would touch my brothers and sisters, Father, in their heart and, and that particular place, places that have been dry and arid for many years, for many seasons. But that now you want to bring life in those areas, Father. You want to bring abundant life and abundance and abundant growth in those areas. And so. Father, we ask you this and we're in agreement. We ask you this in the precious name of your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you so much. Amen. I consider it done. Amen. Amen. OK, OK. So the title today is the God who gives underwater Skittles. Yes, the God who gives underwater Skittles. Now, for anyone that knows me, they know when I am in my candy phase, in other words, you know, when a brother is eating candy, one of my favorite candies that I like is Skittles. Oh, man, I love me some Skittles. They're so good. And I know they have Skittles in other countries because I've been to other countries and they have Skittles there, too. So anyway, 
I love Skittles. They're sweet. They're chewy. Ugh, they're so good. There's different flavors for the Skittles, you know. And uh, I just love them. So you all know that I was a Navy sailor, right? A chief petty officer. I was a submarine sailor more specifically. So, you know, I routinely worked on a submarine. We went underwater. We traveled for many months. I mean, you know, that's that was my job. That's what I did. And, you know, the people of Christ, they're going to connect with one another. That's just it. So all the Christians on the boat, Holy Spirit, oh, I would always pray, you know, you know, Lord, please lead me to the Christians. Where's my brothers? And he always would. He'd lead us. To, he'd lead me to all the brothers we connect on the boat because we call a submarine a boat, a normal ship on the ocean. You know, sailors don't call submarine ships. Sailors call a ship a ship and they call a submarine a boat. A little bit of nautical knowledge for you guys. But anyway, so, yeah, all the Christians on the boat. And at that time, there was only men. So all the Christian brothers on the boat, we would unite you know, and of course, we're going around witnessing for people. We're witnessing the people, right? That's what you do, right? <laughs> These are sailors, right? Hey, we all know the uh, the stories about the drunken sailors and, you know, sailors got women in every port and all types of stuff. And it's true. It, it is true, right? So, you know, we was, we was, you know, witnessing and praying, you know, praying to people, praying for people and whatnot. And I remember one time we were underwater and and I don't remember the exact depth. I, I I think we probably were about maybe 500 to 600 feet underwater, right? And on this particular boat, you know, there was a there was a brother that I was real close to, right? It was, he was actually a white guy, right? But it didn't matter, right? Because same God, same spirit, same faith, right? But we were like tag team people and, and evangelizing, right? <laughs> We were tag team people and evangelizing. And uh, I remember we were evangelizing this one person. We used to have this thing we call the Holy Ghost hit list. Right. And this was people that we put on the hit list for Jesus. It's like, you know what? Oh, that person is acting so and so. Oh, you definitely going on the Holy Ghost hit list. Right. We're going to be praying for you. Right. And we would see God move. We would see God move on these people. We watched so many people get saved. Right. Why? Because God is good. And it was a concerted effort in prayer. You know, it was a concerted effort. It was a focus. You praying, 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 praying for this person, this person, this person. Right. So, yeah, God's going to move. So anyway, there was somebody that we had on the Holy Ghost hit list. And he was in a hallway one day. We were talking to this person. It was after midnight because we had got off of our shift. Right. And when the shift ended, you know, it was late. The shift ends at like 1130 at night. You eat dinner and then, you know, you do a little cleanup after watch cleanup, they call it. And then you're free. So it probably was around like one in the morning or something like that. Man, my microphone keeps popping off. Hold on a second. It probably was about like eh, around like one in the morning. But anyway, so. This microphone tell you. These lapel mics are great. You know, I usually rock a jacket or a collar shirt. But if you're in a T-shirt, because I'm going to be going to the gym in a little bit, soreness be darned, right? <laughs> They're not good for that, right? This thing keeps popping off. Hold on a second. Hopefully, you guys will still be able to hear me if I put it right here. All right. And hopefully, it'll work. I got a big mouth. I talk loud. I know how to project, so we should be good. So anyway, about 1 in the morning, me and this guy... <laughs> We're witnessing to this, this unsaved person in the passageway, right? The guy's name is Rick. My brother Rick is on one side. This unsaved dude is in the middle. I'm on the other side. And we're tag teaming like back and forth, like evangelizing. And then like, I remember a guy, Rick says something to the guy about God and about how good God is and this and that. And I said, listen, don't you know God is so good? He knows my favorite candy is Skittles. Don't you know that if I ask my God to bless me with some Skittles at 500 feet under the water, he would do it. That's how good my God is. Right. We went on evangelizing and that was that. Right. The very next day, <laughs> the very next day. 
we did our job. And if you're tracking a target, you know, there's all types of little graphs and plots and things. There's computer stuff, but there's manual things that are written out. So when you're tracking a target all throughout watch, when you get off watch, what you have to do is meet together. They call it the control room party. You all you all meet together after dinner, you know, in the wardroom, which serves as the boardroom. That's where the officers eat and hang out. Right. And they call it reconstructing. They call it reconstruction. So, you know, we had this, you know, when you track a target, you all know you have reconstruction. But on this night, there was no reconstruction. There was no reconstruction. But I got a call from my brother because there's actually phones inside the submarine. They're called sound power telephones. But anyway, I got a I got a call from my brother, Rick. He said, Mike, you need to come down to the wardroom right now. I said, uh. No, no, we don't have reconstruction. Uh, no, no, no. Because in other words, my time is my time, right? Time on a submarine is precious. You don't get a whole lot of time. You know, there's something broken, something that needs to be fixed. And then even if nothing does need to get fixed, somebody might just order you to do something, right? So your time is very valuable. So he's like, no, 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 Mike, you need to come down to the wardroom. I'm like, dude, we don't have reconstruction. Like, I'm not going down in the freaking wardroom. Like, no, dude, my time is. Uh, no, no, no. Right. He said, listen, listen. Just tr and he outranked me. He was like one pay grade above me. He said, Mike, listen to me. You need to come to the wardroom now. Just come to the wardroom. <sighs> OK, so I went down to the wardroom. I walked in. Of course, there's nobody in there except Rick because there wasn't reconstruction. So I'm like, dude, I come in the door. I'm, I see there's nobody in there. I'm like, dude, yo, what's up? Come on, man. What's, what is this? He just pointed his hand to the table. I was like, Rick, what is going on? He pointed his hand at the table. Then I, because I, I was a little heated. Then I looked and there was a big one pound bag of Skittles on the wardroom table. Man, we lost it. <laughs> We lost it. We started praising God. You know what? That was about 20 years ago. That was about 20 years ago. I never forgot that. Right? Never forgot that. You can't say, oh, it just happened. Come on now. A submarine, a nuclear powered submarine underwater about 500 feet. You ain't seen no Skittles. And now you bring it up in conversation, witnessing about the Lord and how good he is. And now a bag of Skittles is just sitting on the table in there. Come on, dude. And candy is super valuable on, this, on a submarine, by the way. You don't just leave candy out, right? That's almost like money, right? So all of those factors at work, right? And so we just rejoiced. We praised God till we laughed and probably had tears, right? Just giving him praise, right? You don't understand the goodness of God, right? And this, this is what this talk is about. It's not about getting stuff. And there's more examples, but you have to understand. And, I, 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 and it's very difficult. I didn't understand until recently. You've heard me talk about this experience I had recently with the Lord. And I said it was kind of like he gave me a snapshot of who he was, right? And who he was and, and what who he is and what he is. And like in an instant, I was there. I was aware of his vastness. Just vast, vast, vast. Like 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 he's the whole universe vast. But that's him. It's him. It wasn't the universe. He's not the universe. He created the universe. But I'm saying the vastness of God, how vast and huge. I don't necessarily know that I can communicate that to you effectively unless he ever shows you this. So if you've if you've he's shown you this and you understand this, good on you. If you don't, then, OK, just try your best to grasp what I'm saying. Right. And ask him, Lord, would you show me? Right. OK. I wasn't asking him. He just showed me that. Right. Whoa. I got blown away. It changed my whole perspective for the rest of my life. OK, because now I understand to a certain degree. Right. When God talks about his love and his goodness, you don't understand how. Oh, my goodness. How 
I don't want to just use the word big because it's such an understatement. But you don't understand this, how all-encompassing and, and how wide and how vast God is and his love for you is. If you just step back for a second and you think about the fact the Bible says in John 3, 16, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, right? That whosoever believeth upon him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. You go back to the beginning of that. You chop this statement up. What does it say? For God, when they say God, they're talking about the father. For God, for father God, so loved the world. That's everybody in the world. That's white people. That's black people. That's Israeli people. That's Egyptian people, right? That's Alaskan. That's everybody in the world, every human. What you're straight, you're gay, you're trans, you're skinny, you're you're heavy set, you're a muscular build, right? You're a, a man, a woman, a boy, a girl. You're rich, you're poor. It, he did that for every human. For God so loved the world. And look at that. It said, for God, what? It didn't just say, for God loved the world. That's not what it said. It said, for God so loved the world. See, people want to skip over those little words. It's an adjective. It's a tiny word. It's so, right? And for this, I hadn't planned on this, but I'm actually, I'm actually going to look up this definition of so, right? This, this definition of so. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Well done. Now, okay, here we go. So, as an adjective, right? Because it's an adverb and a pronoun, but we want the adjective. Mm-hmm. Marked by a desired order. Marked by a desired order. Right? For God so loved the world, right? His love was marked by a desired order. For God so loved the world. It's a greatness, right? His love was so vast, so great that he sent Jesus, his only son, to die for the sins of the world. That tells you right there, even if you've never had this experience like, like I just had, right? But you have to think about how vast that love would be, that he would send Jesus to do that. This is a God who loves you. He, and that's what the Bible says. He, he didn't even spare his own son. How much more would he give you if you asked, right? How much more would he give you if you asked? Now, let's look at this right quick. Scripture says in John 14, verses 13 and 14. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. What's that? What's that? I'm going to read that again for you. John 14, verses 13 and 14. This is the King James Version, and it says, And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do. Why is he going to do this? That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. See, it's right there. He said he would do it. He said he would do it. And he said why he would do it. Right. He's glorifying his father. It's Father's Day every day. Right. We're in the Lord. It's Father's Day every day. He's celebrating his father. He's glorifying his father. He said he would do it. But a lot of times we get it twisted, me included, because maybe you read this scripture and you asked for something, but you didn't get it. And it may have looked like it was the exact opposite. But what we fail to realize is that many times it, it wouldn't be good for the Lord to answer that prayer the way you or I wanted it answered at that particular time. 
right? It would have been devastating to us. He's not going to do that, right? He's just not going to do that. But what he will do is he'll set things in motion so that way, you know, you can get X, Y, and Z. And, and we don't know how long that's going to take. It could be a week. It could be a month. It could be a year. I don't know. But what I do know is that the Lord is not a liar. I do know that the Lord cannot lie. And so what we have to do, like I always talk about from my Navy days, we had this thing called, you know, push the I believe button. Right. Because sometimes some of the nuclear formulas that we're working on, it was just way over our heads. And we was like, uh, you know, I'm I'm following this. But that thing right there. Yeah. You know what? You ain't never going to figure that out. Push the I believe button and then you'll be able to make the rest of the formula work. I believe I believe. Right. So when the Lord gives you something in the Bible, when he makes a statement in the Bible, you have to understand he's not lying to you. Just like when he told, you know, he told his disciples, right? Hey, in my father's house, there are many mansions, right? I'm going to prepare a place for you. If it wasn't so, I wouldn't tell you this. In other words, if it wasn't true, I wouldn't be saying this to you. You have to understand Jesus is the Lord and the Lord is God. Jesus is God. Jesus cannot lie. He can't lie. The Lord can't lie. God can't lie. A fake phony God can lie. So if you're wor- if you're somebody on here and you're listening and you worship somebody other than the Lord Jesus, and I'm not talking about the Jesus of the Mormons, because that Jesus, per their own doctrine, is actually a created being. And he is the spiritual brother of Lucifer. So if you are a Mormon, don't don't get upset with me. Right. Please. I encourage you to check your doctrine. A lot of Mormons that I met, they don't understand this. They have a heart for Jesus, what they believe, but they don't really know their doctrine. And they that's they don't understand why Christians will say. And I've told them before, like, hey, we're not the same. (laughs) We are not the same. Christians and Mormons are not the same. You worship a different God. Your Jesus is not my Jesus. Totally different Jesus. Oh, no, it's the same God. No, he's not, because according to your and I know I'm kind of going off on a tangent, but maybe there's someone that's a Mormon or maybe there's someone that still holds on to that lie from the devil that all religions lead to God, which is a lie. <laughs> they clearly don't. Right. They clearly do not. The Bible says that there's only one way to the father and that's through the son. So anything that goes directly, directly (laughs) contrary to the word of God, automatic fail, right? Failure. It's, It's a failure. Reject, reject, reject. Get rid of that thing, right? Why? It just said something opposite of what Jesus said. So it cannot be true. So if you're a person now, this is veering into another part, right? Hey, so first, if you're a person that, if you're a Mormon, But now this part right here is specifically for Christians or people that are saying they're Christians or people that hold to the belief that all roads lead to God, that all religions lead to God, that all gods are actually the same God. They're all the same God. They just use a different name. So, for example, I've had people tell me your name and your name in English is Michael. You know, but, you know, in Spanish, it's, it's Miguel. We're talking about the same person. Yeah, that's that's a name there. But if you're looking at what God you're referencing, see, yeah, the name, the name might change. Right. Because I'm quite sure in, in China, they don't say Jesus. Right. You know, <laughs> you know, they, they don't say Jesus. I, I, you know, I don't know what what they say, how they say his name, but it's about the whole picture. So when you say this person's name this God's name, then you have to look at everything that goes with that God. So if you saying that this God here is the same as my God. okay, let's look at this right quick. Who is your God? What has he done? Is he God or is he a created being? Does he do good? Does he do evil? Does he one of these quote unquote gods that, you know, has sex with women and, you know, is an angry God and plays jokes on people like the Romans got the gods of the, the Greeks and the Romans. I mean, they're gods with a little G. That's the type of stuff that they did. Right. So their understanding of God is different. And, and I'll say this and then I move on. And that's why I told you one time before in another podcast. 
where I was talking to this guy, he would come in on my particular shift, which was at night, right? And we would talk about God, nice guy. And we would laugh and joke. And, you know, our talks would always be around God. And then one day after my shift was over and I ate dinner and cleaned up and whatnot, I went to my my bunk or my bed. We call it a bunk or a rack on a submarine. We call it a rack. I went to my rack. I'm just laying in my rack and I'm reading the Bible. Right. And I heard the Holy Spirit. You know, there was a particular scripture he gave me. And then I heard him clear as day. And he told me so and so, you know, you and so and so are not talking about the same God. He's talking about a different God. The next time you see him, ask him who his God is. Hmm. Clear as day. OK. So the next day, sure enough, you know, he came down. He starts talking about, hey, how's it going? You know, hey, God is good. Right. And I'm like, yeah, God is good. You know, on that note, like, hey, I just wanted to ask you, like, who is your God? Who is your God? Like, what what what, what God do you serve? And then he said, oh, I'm a Wiccan. You know, are we we basically like worship nature. You know, I'm a Wiccan. I said, oh, ho, ho. we don't serve this. We're not talking about the same God. I'm a Christian. Right. I, I worship Jesus Christ. My God made nature. My God is actually the only God. He's the real God. So we're not talking about the same God here. So, again, if you're a person that believes and the devil wants people to believe this for the same reason that he created all of these different religions, like I talked about in my last podcast. Right. So that way you you pick you pick the one you want. You pick the one you want. It doesn't matter. You pick the God that that serves you best, that suits your needs best. And yeah, you know what difference does it make? Because all gods are the same anyway. They all lead to the same place. So it doesn't matter. You go ahead and worship that. But that's a lie. It's, it's, it's a lie. And people that follow that course, right, you follow that that train of logic and that that false doctrine at the end of their lives, they're going to perish and they're going to find themselves before Jesus because every human must. They must come before the Lord. The scripture says every knee shall bow. Right. Every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. Not any of these other fake phony gods that people want to say are gods. No. See, on that day, it's good. The truth is going to be revealed. And those people are going to be horrified because it's too late. It's too late. They lived their entire life. And it's not like the Lord didn't or wouldn't send people. Across their path to let them know, because, again, he is good. He is that good. So for their entire lives. He would keep sending people across to talk to them and say, hey, you know what? You're you're on the wrong track here. Your 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 God is not Jesus. You're you're you know, you're in trouble. Right. Um, He would do that. He would do that. So you just have to understand, like, whoa, God is that good. And he would try and tell people. But people have free wills. He gave them free will. Right. So they don't want to believe. They don't want to believe. But God is good. So anyway. Going back to what I was saying, God is good, right? And if you ask him something in his name, he said he'll do it. So that's just it. I have seen the Lord give us, I've seen him give me one job so I could take care of my entire family, which he did. And here's the thing. You may ask God for something, right? But (laughs) you ask him for something. Excuse me, I need to shut this window. My landscapers just came. You may ask God for something and he doesn't answer it the way you see it in your heart. So, for example, I asked the Lord (laughs) in my second marriage, right? Beginning of my second marriage. I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, please bless me with one job that I can take care of my family. I was thinking in my heart, the Lord was going to give me a nice cushy job at IBM, paying me at least $80,000 a year US dollars at that time that was a lot of money in US dollars like you know 20 something years ago but what he did he redirected me to the navy so i was in the navy and i got out of the navy and then he made a way for me to go back in the navy and even supernaturally made a way for me to get a reenlistment bonus even though i clearly had gotten out of the navy right and so that's not what i was looking for <laughs> That's not what I was looking for. Did But did he answer my prayer? Lord, please bless me with one job that I could provide for my entire family. And you know what? 
I'm retired now from the Navy and that's still the gift that keeps giving, right? I was able to work that job and my wife at the time for 20 years, you know, her work was inside the house with the family, you know, and tending to the house and, and you know, the family and being that prophet that, you know, she's looking out on the wall. So, you know, men may not say that that's work, but let me tell you, she had the hardest job in the family. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I just got to keep it real, right? The hardest job in the family. So that's real work. But anyway, just keep in mind that when you ask the Lord for something, number one, he's a God of his word. He is going to do it. Right. Unless you're asking for something wicked, like God, kill my kill my enemies or something, you know, something. Give me so and so's husband. Give me so and so's. You know, come on now. If you ask him some crazy mess like that, you already know or maybe you don't know. And that's why you asked him. You know, sometimes people pray stuff and it's actually really witchcraft, but they don't realize that. And so you're not going to get those prayers because it's sinful, it's evil, it's witchcraft. You're not going to get that stuff. Right. But if you're not praying like that, you're not asking for some evil stuff. Right. Then understand he is going to do it. It may take time for it to come to pass. Right. The scripture talks about, you know, the vision is yet for an appointed time, though it tarry yet. It will come. It will come. Right. But we want things like now we want it now. But God also understands like, hey, you're asking me for certain things. OK, yeah, I'm going to do that. It's in my heart for you to do it. That's why I in your heart. I put that in your heart. That's why you asked me for that. Right. However, it takes a particular type of it takes a particular type of character, right, to steward that type of blessing. If I gave you that blessing now, you would destroy yourself. Of course, you don't understand that. I didn't understand it at the time, right? We just want what we want, right? But you need to be patient. And don't get upset and start looking at God differently like God is a liar. Because you may not say, I was just saying something to God earlier, like, yeah, I, I know so-and-so. I didn't dare say it out my mouth, but this is what I thought. You know, something like that happened years ago, right? And then I, he kind of, he responded like, basically like, no, you did, you did voice it. <laughs> you did voice it, right? To which I started laughing. Oh, okay, okay. But if you're looking at God differently than how he says he is, then you're calling him a liar. Right. You have to remember just because you didn't get what you want yet. It doesn't mean that God is a liar. It doesn't mean that he didn't say yes. It doesn't mean that he's not working on it. There's other factors at play and you just don't understand them yet. OK, you even see like in the book of Daniel where Daniel was praying. Right. And the angel came and talked to him, and let him know, like, hey, as soon as you ask for this, you know, I was dispatched. You know, in other words, as soon as you asked this, God said yes. The father said, yes, 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 right? But it took a while for you to get the answer to your prayer because I was being, he was in warfare, right? So this ain't McDonald's. You just, you know, you, you I, give me a Big Mac and then you drop to the next window and pick it up. It's not like that. There's so many factors that you're not even, you and I aren't even thinking of, right? But God is a good God. He's a good God, right? And what? He said it's his desire to give you the kingdom. That's he desires to do that. That is his desire. Right. So you have to understand when you come to God. Right. You have to believe that he is. And that doesn't just, you know, the scripture says, you know, you come to God, you must believe that he is. Right. And that God is a reward of those that seek him diligently. It doesn't mean just that. Oh, you got to believe that God is there. Uh, no, <laughs> no. Right. You have to believe that he is. He is what? He is the God that he said he was in the Bible. You have to believe that God is. He is faithful. Right. He is kind towards you. Right. He does have a desire to bless you, my beloved. Above all else, I desire. Right. That your health and wealth would prosper even as your soul does prosper. He told you it's right there in the Bible. I desire above all else. He told you. So God's not a man that he should lie. He's not a liar. He can't lie. And he wouldn't lie to you even if he could. He, he, he just cannot. 
He's perfect. He's holy. He would never lie to you. The Bible says you have to hate somebody. If you lie to somebody, you have to hate them. And what you're basically telling God and you're basically telling yourself indirectly by not believing that the Lord God is exactly who he said he is and that he feels about you exactly the way he said he is. You're saying that God is a liar and that God hates you because the Bible says you have to hate somebody in order to lie to them. That's the truth. That's the truth. So I encourage you to change your mindset, right? If you desire something, the Lord will give it to you because he's good like that. He's good like that, right? He's blessed us with what? He blessed us with a car for free. I remember that, you know, blessed me with a job. I needed a job. This was before I was went back in the Navy. I needed a job. He gave me a job driving a bread truck, right? I didn't even have the, the right driver's license. There was a guy sitting in there applying for the job that I was applying for who actually worked for the, uh, the competitor bread company. He was a bread truck driver. He had experience and he had the right driver's license. But you know what? I got the job and that dude did not. Why? I asked God to please help me. I'd do whatever it took. To, I needed a job to take care of my family. And what did the Lord say? Yes, because I have a standing yes. God already said yes before I even existed. Yes, 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 yes. All the promises in Christ Jesus are yes and amen. It's finished. He made up his mind before I was born. Everything was sitting there. Jesus went to the cross, walked it out perfectly, died on the cross. It is what? Finished. Therefore, every promise that God made for you in the Bible through Christ Jesus is yes. And what? It is finished. Amen. It's finished. So if you're a non-Christian, this has nothing to do with you. And, and until or unless you come to Jesus and you repent, these promises mean nothing to you because you're not in Christ. So those promises of God are not yes and amen for you because the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. That's it. God is, the, he's the great judge, right? He knows what the law means. He knows what his word meant. So there's no way to finagle that, right? Just because you say you're a Christian, but if you ain't living, you know what I'm saying? No, 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 right? If you're in Christ Jesus, right? Okay, then you must believe that he is, right? And that he is a rewarder of those that seek him diligently. Believe that he is the God he said he is, Seek him on a matter. Don't just think it's a one and done thing. Hey, I prayed one time. Lord, where you at? Where's my blessing? Where's my blessing? Um, You need to seek him on it. Right. You don't command God. Also, you don't command angels. I heard people say that ridiculous nonsense. The angels are holy and they work for the Lord. The, yes, the Lord sends angels their ministering spirits for those that are inheriting salvation but angels do not work for us they work for the lord right jehovah sabaoth the lord god of the host the heavenly host the angel armies they work for him they don't work for you now please repent if you've been in a church and i've been in a church where i heard people say that nonsense and me and my family was like what Oh, no, oh, that's a lie from the pit of hell. You do not command. We command you angels. You don't command no angels. The angels work for the Lord, right? The Lord sent an angel to watch over you. He may have even sent more than one to help you in a situation, but they definitely do not work for you or any other human. You understand that? You don't command angels. Right. So please, if you read that, if you heard that, if you've been doing that and saying those prayers that people are putting up on the Internet, angels, we command you. You need to repent right now in the name of Jesus. Right. Because that's a lie from the pit of hell. You don't command angels. Right. You're not their master. Only the Lord God. Jehovah Sabaoth. Right. He is the Lord God of the heavenly host. That's it. He commands the host. That's it. You and I don't command the host. So anyway, don't even get me started on that. But God is good. Okay, God is good. And so remember, ask him, right? All his promises are yes and amen. You have to get this out of your mind that you can earn this. You can't earn this. 
he decided already. Think about this. If you got kids, I got kids, right? There's nothing that my kids can do to earn my love, right? You know, in my will, there's nothing that they can do to earn whatever I leave them in my will. Why? Because that's just how it works. I love them, so I'm going to give them what I choose to give them. And they both may not get the same thing. And you know what? Whether they like it or not, that's my choice. <laughs> that's my choice. My mind's made up on the matter. I've already decided upon the thing. It's done. Amen. It's finished. That's how God is. God made up his mind. He made up his mind before you and I was ever born. He looked down through eternity. He looked down through time. He saw you. He saw me. He saw our struggles. He saw our successes and everything, all of our sins and everything. And he said, I choose you to be my son and daughter. I choose you. Therefore, what? I make you right with me. Because you can't, the Bible says, you cannot even approach God unless he calls you. Do you know that? You can't even approach him unless he calls you. He called you. He said, I choose you. Right? That's what he said. I chose you. You didn't choose me. I chose you. We love because he loved us first. That's the Bible says, right? God initiates and then our, 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 not our response, our responsibility right, is to respond to him, right, so, right, come on, seek him, seek him, seek him, seek him, seek him, seek him, right, remember, you can't earn this, he gave it to you in a will, he decided, he made up his mind before you was born, I seen everything that you done, you know, little, little Judy, little Bobby, you know, you know, uh, 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 Malik, you know, Kavika, I I've seen everything you've done. Krati, I've seen everything that you've done. And you know what? I love you. And by my free will, I choose to make you right with me because I want you to be my son. I've already chosen you. I've made up my mind. You're going to be my son. You're going to be my daughter. No matter what you do, you ain't going to throw me off. I'm not changing my mind. I will hunt you down for the rest of your life. I'll keep coming after you because I made up my mind. You're going to be mine. And that's his love. That's the love of God. It's unrelenting. He will keep coming. He made up his mind on the matter. And you know what else he made up his mind on? The fact that you're justified with him, that you're made right, doesn't mean that you don't sin, but it does mean that you are part of the family. So you're not coming to him like some wicked person, even though you might have sinned. No, you're a part of his family. Repent, own up to what you did, confess it, ask for his forgiveness. He said, right, if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. He said it's right there. But if you don't believe that God is, right, you must believe that God is. See, if you don't believe that God is, you can believe that God exists and not believe that God is, if you don't believe that God is the way that he says he is in the Bible and that the vast love that he has for you, he actually has for you, then you don't believe, your expectation is all off. You don't believe that God's gonna do any of this stuff for you. You just don't. And you won't because you cannot, okay? So remember, he made up his mind already. He foreknew you, he chose you, he justified you and then he glorified you. There is a certain glory that is on believers. He gave it to you. You can't earn that. He gave it to you. He also said he gave you every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm. We talking about a good God that gives Skittles underwater, that gave me a free car, gave me a house, right? <laughs> gave me a job, one job to take care. Bless me with pizza in Japan. That's a whole different story. I said, I ain't going, I ain't leaving this submarine. I was praying one day to him, when we pull in the port, Lord, I'm not leaving this submarine. I'm going to spend my time with you. Yep, I'm going to spend my time with you. But man, it sure would be nice to have some pizza. Oh, Lord, I would like some pizza. Why? Because the pizza that we got underwater and the submarine, it, it ain't like real pizza. You know what I'm saying? It's not real pizza. So we pulled in the port and my brother Rick came up. This is the same submarine, right? My brother Rick came up. Dillard. Oh, man, you know, we we connected with this pastor out here. He invited us over his house. Man, come on over. It's going to be great. I said, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not going. What? 
I, I'm not leaving the boat. You know, me being all self-righteous and trying to be holy, right? I'm not leaving the boat. I'm going to spend my time with the Lord. So he tried a couple more times and I was like, nope, Rick, I'm not going. I'm I'm going to stay here with the Lord. That's what I'm doing. I'm not leaving the boat. And then he, st- he said, okay, Mike. Then he started walking away. He walked away for a little bit and then he stopped and then he turned and said, oh yeah, by the way, we're having pizza. We're having a pizza party. What? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> Man, I got dressed. I left that boat. Right. I had we had such a great time with that pastor in Japan, Sasebo, Japan. Such a fantastic time. The Holy Spirit was in the presence. of It was amazing. Right. But I wouldn't have gone. But what? He knew I wanted some pizza. He just told he had Rick tell me, Mike, it's a pizza party. In other words, son, didn't you ask me that you wanted some pizza? I'm okay. Leave the boat. Go with your friends. Worship me out in town. I've got pizza for you there. This is a good God. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a good God we serve. Amen. He will do these things. And then the last thing I'll say is this. A couple of years ago, me and my daughter, Kyra, this is my youngest, my miracle baby. I always talk about, right? She's she's an adult now. But so we were driving. Somehow we got on a we got on a topic about hell about airplanes. Like, oh, yeah, I know you know, I'm going to own a, a, a privately owned airlines. I know I'm going to own that. Right. Which is. You know, I'm just putting it out there, but I already know this thing. Right. And I think I said something like, so daughter, would you, you know, you, you always have a, a, a seat on my planes, you and your family, you know, you can fly like wherever. Right. And it, I, I don't recall the exact, but somehow we got a, on helicopters. I'm, yeah, I'm going to own helicopters too. She said, oh, okay. I said, uh, so would you fly on a helicopter with me? Would you fly on a helicopter? And she laughed and was like, uh, I don't, I don't know about that. You know, I might need some depends or something like that. In other words, you know, you might poop your pants or something, right? I don't know about that, right? And I was like, no, 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 seriously, like, would you, would you ride on a helicopter with me? And she said, you know, Dad, I would do it. Now, this was like heading up to my birthday. Now, my my good sister and ex-wife, the mother of of Kyra, right? She lives in California. She was not privy to any of this conversation. Out of the blue. She just called me one day and asked me, was like, hey, you know, would you go on a helicopter ride? For, would you like a helicopter ride for your birthday? And I was like, what? Are you kidding me? She's like, no, seriously. Like, yeah, I was thinking to talk to Kyra about, you know, kind of pulling money together and we'll get you and her a helicopter ride. I was like, I said, did Kyra put you up to this? She's like, no, what are you talking about? I said, did Kyra tell you the conversation that we had? No, I don't know what you're talking about. So then I relayed the conversation to her, right? Me and Kyra was in Hawaii, right? My ex is in California. She was in LA, right? She didn't know anything about that. That was the Lord being good to me. And guess what he did? Listen to this. So not only did he get me a helicopter ride, me and my daughter, this helicopter ride, but the day that we went to do the helicopter ride, I think what happened was like the winds were too strong and there was a helicopter that had crashed a couple days before. I never did tell my daughter about the helicopter that crashed because I know she would have freaked out and be like, I ain't going. So she didn't even know about that. But I did know. But they're like, yeah, we're so sorry. You know, oh, it's, it's kind of rainy and the wind and this and that. And we're going to have to postpone your flight. Can we call you on another day to do it? No, no, no problem. Now, the flight that my ex and Kyra had paid for, it was a 30 minute flight. But. What they did, because they had to push off the flight, they said, we're going to actually upgrade you for free to a full hour. So you're going to be you and your daughter and there were some other people. You're going to be flying around the island of Oahu for an hour in this helicopter. It was amazing. We had such a great time. But why am I telling this? Because what? I desired to go in a helicopter. I desired that. And what? The Lord did it. And not only did he do it, but he got my daughter into there too, right? So, I mean, it's one of those times, again, when you believe that God is who he says he is, he does the things that he does. But if you don't believe that he does, the, if you don't, he tells you right there, look, you must, I'm just going to say it like you're like you're in the second grade. I'm going to say this, okay? Please don't be offended. And, and you know what? Let me pull up the scripture. Let me pull it up right here. Let me pull it up. Here it is. 
Here it is. Amen. Amen. Hebrews 11, 6. And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him, one, must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Right? So again, it's not just that he exists, right? But is the God that you say existing, does he line up with the God in the Bible? Or do you have some other version of God that you believe exists, right? You must, you must believe that he exists and he, right, is the God of the Bible. So if you're not believing that he, the God of the Bible exists, and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him, don't expect to get these things that he said he would do. Because there's the prerequisite right there. It's an if-then statement. I always talk about the if-then statement, right? It, it's, it's, right? it's a cause and effect. You must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. And then what, right? Then it's possible to please God. So, oh, that's the NIV version. Hold on, let me go to the King James version. There it is. Yeah, there it is. See, the, the NIV version, there's some things in the NIV version that have been modified. For example, one of the most important scriptures that tells that, that, sa that says that Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit are one in the NIV Bible, they totally removed that. It's gone. It's gone. There's other Bibles that have, there's a whole thing that Satan is doing with Bibles, changing certain words, right? So, so your belief, so that way it can all line up when people say, oh, all gods are the same God. See, the Bible says that. No, that wicked version of the Bible says that because they've tampered with it. But in the King James Bible, what does it say? But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You must believe that he is the same God that is in the Bible and everything that he said he's going to do, you must believe that he really can do it and that he not only can do it, that he would do it for you. I, I know he can. I don't believe. I know he can do it and I know he could do it for me and will do it for me. I, I'm done. I'm, I, I, I'm sold. You have to believe like that. And if you don't believe like that, just ask him. Lord, help me with my unbelief. Just like that man in the Bible said, Lord, please help me with my unbelief. He will help you. Amen. Why? Because he's good and he loves you and he wants to give you this. Right. One last scripture and then we're closing out. All right. Give me a second. I'll pull this up. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Hold on. Hold on now. I'm getting it. Now I'm getting it. Luke 12, 32, King James Version. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And with the kingdom comes everything else. So you, you have to have that mindset and that understanding that he already made up his mind about the matter. It's done. All the promises of God in, in Christ Jesus are yes. He said yes. So standing yes. And amen, amen means it's finished, it's done, it's done. If you're in Christ, it's there already, right? Go to him, ask him, start thanking him for it and expect it. And remember, it's not about getting stuff, right? It's about being closer to God. It's about loving him. He does this because he's a good God. He does this because he loves you and because he made up his mind. You can't earn it from him. No more than my kids can earn whatever I leave them in my will. They can't earn that. They can't earn it. Whatever I give them, I chose to give it to them. I know sometimes they acted crazy. I know other times they didn't. And you know what? It is what it is. It's my choice. I made up my mind on the matter and that's that. They could choose to say, we don't want it. Okay, here's a twist. I hadn't seen this coming because I thought we were ending. The child can say, I don't want it. They can't change the will. The will is the will. This is what I left you, right? There have been stories of people that who, who have been willed great sums of money and they decided to live in poverty. The money sat there all their life until they died. They lived in squalor. They died. They didn't have to, but that's what they chose. 
It didn't change the will, but it did change the quality of their lives. And so I just want to encourage you, right? Your father has left you a vast inheritance. It is up to you to receive it or not. It's you have free will. You don't have to receive it. You can walk away. You can keep believing that God is not good and that he is not the God of the Bible and that he is not going to do what he said he would do, even though he's not a liar. You can choose to believe that to your detriment and you can keep living the, you know, keep living the way you've been living. OK, and, and dealing with the drama and the stress and whatever else, the way the enemy is lighting you up. That is your choice. But your father's will, it's already made. It's already done. He he made up his mind. It's already executed, right? It, it's already done. But it is up to you to say yes and accept the gift or say no and walk away. He said, I set before you, right? Blessings and curses, life and death. Choose life. He's telling you. He, it, it's your choice, okay? It's your choice. But he is good. And if you choose to not take him up on that, it doesn't lessen his goodness. He is still that good. Okay, that's it. I thought when I came on that this was going to be a short message. It's over an hour, but it is a good message. Hey, and God is worth an hour. He's worth an hour. Would you not tarry? You would not tarry an hour with me? Jesus said, right? Could you not even tarry an hour? Right? Yes, Lord, we can tarry an hour. Yes, we can. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> anyway, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Remember, I love you with the love of the Lord. And always remember that, you know, you need to submit yourself unto God first, then resist the devil and he will flee from you. OK, until next time, aloha and be blessed.